Hello, welcome to Hope Church Harrogate's message of the week. If you'd like to connect with us, please head over to hopeharrogate.co.uk forward slash connect. We'd love to hear from you. Morning. Uh, Yeah, so I am Dan, as Lisa said, and I'm continuing our series on Psalm 23 this morning. We're three weeks into it. It's only a five-week series, so we're halfway through. I realize I can't see the slides at all, so I'm hoping that the right slide will be up as I speak. Uh, I have no idea, so um, just, I don't know, fingers crossed. Um, We are going to read Psalm 23 to begin, but just as a quick analytical tool to help you kind of work out how this all fits together I've got a slide might have a slide which gives you this sort of um, progression of who is talking to who so um, David wrote this psalm and he starts talking about he the Lord doing things to me and then he directs I to you and then it turns around this is what you do to me and finish it off, I to him. Um, and you'll notice there's a, there's a disproportionate amount to where it's David to God and God to David. There's much more flow going get from God to David than there is from David to God. So just watch out for, for that as just another thing to think about as we read through together. Feel free, in fact, please do read it with me. Um, I've got my actual Bible here, not one of those special cards, and so I might not have the right version. But read it with me. Um, Is it up? Great. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. For his name, you read it. Sounds much better when I don't read it, actually. Um, The verse that it flips around, so that between the U to I and the I to U bit, the verse in the very middle bit is you are with me. That's where it flips. That's the the centerpiece of this whole psalm. It's um, very foundational to why David is able to say any of this about his God. And it's um, really the core of of what the whole thing is about. The the whole thing that Rachel brought us in the first week about God being the shepherd is that the shepherd is always with his sheep. And the sheep have everything they need purely because the shepherd is with them. You may know this as um, the popular version made um, by the brilliant Howard Goodall. He did a, a very famous song to this, um, made famous by the even more brilliant Vicar of Dibley, 
And so you may be having that tune in your head. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's, um, I'm on worship next week, so don't you worry. Um, and that is that's the same, same psalm, but from the King James Version, which is just much older. And um, the valley of the shadow of death is... Um, has been changed in the NIV latest version to the darkest valley because there's nothing particularly deathly about it except the level of darkness, right? It's not, there's nothing, he's not saying I'm about to die. He's just saying this is how dark it is. It's, it's, the, it's a death shadow. It's the actual word in Hebrew is, is a death shadow. And so um, this death shadow is not um, an abstract concept that we just say, even though it could be, as dark as as dark as night, there are very real situations within our church that we know people have walked through dark, dark valleys. We heard just a few weeks ago, Jonathan was at the front saying how when he received his cancer diagnosis, it was like the darkest time, but he knew that his God was with him through that. That was the most powerful thing in that time. Many of you that are visitors here will know Gemma and Hamish's story. I'm just gonna read it out exactly as I wrote it because I've checked it with them. Um, their story, and many of us in Hope Church will know some of it as well, but um, this, is, this is some of their story from the last three years. Gemma and Hamish desperately wanted a child, and after some time of trying, they started the process of tests and appointments, and then more tests and more appointments that you have to go through to hopefully have a child. Now, I remember them describing to me the cycle of hope and disappointment through grief and pain every month as each month passed by. I think it's fair to say that it was a battle at times not to let it consume their entire lives. But that battle was won with the same four words from this psalm, that you are with me. And the happy ending to this story is Samuel. He's here today. We've all seen him or met him. He was a gift given by the grace of God, not because Gemma and Hamish deserve to have a baby, not because it's their right to have a baby, but because we have a God who can do all things, who acted in mercy, and who listened to their cries. That is why he's called Samuel. In Hebrew, it's the name Shmuel, which means um, heard by God or heard of God. I'm sure you'll be using the Hebrew pronunciation. <laughs> um, and from... Shema, which means he listened, he heard, and Ale, which means God. It's just those two put together. And um, while we can all celebrate this story, we must also celebrate those who've experienced the first half of this story, but haven't seen the same ending yet, and those also that, that never will. Those are true heroes of the Christian faith, those people who experience that pain and that loss of something they've never had, and who still say, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And it's really right that we honor those people as well. There are many other shadows of death that we can experience, and that stories we've heard around this church that people 
are and continue to experience, like joblessness and depression and shame. And those are all situations which are very real valleys of the shadow of death. It's a word that's used 18 times in the Old Testament. We've found one of them in Psalms, but that 10 of those 18 are used in the book of Job. Job, what he experienced was that um, all his possessions in the form of, of animals were all stolen. All his servants who were looking after those animals were all killed. And as each messenger comes to him and says, Job, all your animals have been killed and your servants have been murdered and I was the only one who escaped to come and tell you. The very final servant that comes to him says, Job, all your children were all in one house, eating and drinking together, and a storm came, blew down the house. I was the only one who escaped to tell you. This is Job's valley of the shadow of death, and it's probably about as dark as you can imagine a situation. His friend's advice to him was, well, you must be punished for something. What did you do? Not a helpful advice if you ever uh, are trying to comfort someone in that situation. But even in the darkest valley, David says, I know your comfort and not fear. So how is it that even in the darkest valley, we can know that comfort too? One other use of the word of the shadow of death appears in Isaiah chapter 9. It's a chapter that will be very familiar with you. If you were around a church any time about a month ago, you will have heard this likely read out. should be on a slide, I hope. And it goes like this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has shined, a light has shined. That deep darkness there is the same word that we have been reading. And it goes on, you have multiplied the nation, you've increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. And here's why he can celebrate the end of all wars and a light in the dark places. He says, for us, to, to us, a child is born. And to us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. This was talking about a future child who would come, who would be a light on those in the dark places. Isaiah has quite a few things to say about this child that will come. He also says in chapter 40, verse 11, that he will tend his flock like a shepherd, and he will gather the lambs in his arms. This future person to come would be like a shepherd to his people. 
and he would be like a light on those who walk in darkness. He also says in verse, in chapter 7, verse 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Same child, the same person. Emmanuel, you probably know, means God with us. In Psalm 23, it says, you are with me. That was the uh, foundational verse. In Hebrew, with me, Imani, with us would be Imanu. And then just like Samuel, the L of the, the bit that means God, Emmanuel. So it's the same with us that we see in Psalm 23 as well. I have no doubt that Isaiah spent many years meditating on Psalm 23 and his knowledge of that um, picture of God as the good shepherd with us is infused in everything that he wrote and saw about that child who was to come. Hundreds of years after Isaiah said these things, a child was born to a virgin. And when he grew up, he said things like, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. And he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And this child, that's exactly what he did. He laid down his life for his people. He willingly suffered a criminal's death. And as he hung on the cross, he shouted out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? A direct quote from Psalm 22, which is just the heart cry of someone who is in the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus suffered the valley of the shadow of death, Psalm 22, so that we can live Psalm 23. The light shining on the people, the good shepherd who provides everything, who gives us comfort instead of fear. If you are in the valley of the shadow of death, if you're experiencing cancer or infertility or any other things that I named or anything else that you have going on in your life, comfort is on offer today instead of fear. Sometimes we have to go to the darkest place in order to see that light. And so if that's what it takes to find the light, then I just pray that you'd find it and follow it out of the darkness. We've got loads of time and I've not got much more to say. So I, I really just want to give you an opportunity to reflect and massage this message into your own heart. Um, I wonder if we can play that Psalm 23 song, Tim. And then after we've listened to that song, if the band could come up as well, we'll sing again afterwards. But before three things we're going to do. First thing, we're going to read Psalm 23 again. Not this time as an analysis of who's speaking to who, but this time as a prayer, as a um, devotional 
as an opportunity to read it not as the Lord is my shepherd, this is my truth, but as Lord, would you be my shepherd? Because we all need more of that, don't we? So if we can have Psalm 23 up again, we'll read it one more time, just as, as a devotional expression of the truth that we long to see deeper and deeper in our lives. And then we'll play the song and then we'll sing. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest of night, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your God and your staff, they are not with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Amen.